0: Welcome to the Plant Cunning Podcast,
1: where we explore a relationship to plants, other people, and the mysteries of nature.
0: Coming to you from the High Allegheny Plateau in central New York,
1: we are your hosts, A.C. Stobel
0: and Isaac Hill. Episode 78, uh, Medical Astrology with Judith Hill Part 2. So um, we had a power outage last week, we had a late- April wet snowstorm and it left most of Central New York without power. There's like three hundred thousand people in uh, our area without power, and we didn't get it back. <laughs> yeah, for over well for four days. Um, and we had several interviews scheduled during that time, which we had to cancel. <laughs> but we will get to those excellent guests in the future. Um, and we were fine. You know, it was kind of an interesting stress test for us to see you know, what parts of our lifestyle we need electricity for and, and what we can do differently, alternatives, as far as like, you know, keeping stuff cold, keeping water flowing and being able to do work like uh, interviews and stuff like that on the internet. So for this episode, uh, I'm bringing out Judith Hill part two, which we we released the first part of this episode um, in I think January or February, and uh, the second part was just for the patrons, and so now we're releasing to the public, which we said we were going to do. So I'm really excited about this episode. I had a lot of fun learning from Judith, and I hope that you will enjoy it too. Okay, here we go. Wow, so that's just yeah, it goes to show what you can do with that. And I guess the other part of the system that is important is like is the the houses because you can kind of like n- know what in what house the planets are as well as what part of the body by the sign. Um, and so in speaking about how you can kind of like pinpoint where something is in the body, also you, you talk about in your books that you can tell whether or not uh, the diseases, or the problem is caused by a disease or like a natural or a supernatural, like if there's a curse or a hex on somebody. So, I mean, those are things that, you know, I, I, do happen. So would, would you be able to tell us like how, how you can
2: differentiate
0: differentiate and maybe also like about the houses?
2: It's into the subject very dear to my heart, the lost etiologies of Renaissance medicine. We have taken at least half of our etiologies off the palate. And so the Renaissance doctor considered, did believe we had a spirit, did believe in uh, possession, Uh, So did the ancient doctors. Did believe in hexes, did believe in magical attack, did believe in fairies and elves and ghosts and weird creatures and demons. So all of these things can cause, uh, they also believe uh, that constipation could cause all kinds of problems, which we have ignored today, including mental arrangements. And uh, so could shock, shock and grief. Uh, they were much more in tune with the other side. So Blahgrave's Physic, you guys want a really amazing diary of a Renaissance herbalist astrologer who did did exorcisms, uh, cured epilepsy, all kinds of amazing things, talks all about, now he was very, very anti-witch, and so you have to be prepared for that. that was what, because it's, he's reflecting his times. He's reflecting his times, but this is a, and it's a wonderful uh, an account of how uh, Renaissance doctors thought and their practice. It's put out by uh, Astrological Classics and Dave Roll did the editing. Now, so he describes how you can tell supernatural from natural causes. So you had your natural diseases, They believed in genetics. They didn't know what it was, but from mother and father. You could get sick from the air. You could get sick from constipation because they were always constipated. In England, the diets were horrible. Meat, meat, cheese, meat, pot pie, bread, cheese, pork, more meat, meat. Every now and then you might get all bread and cheese if you were poor. Um, just bread and cheese, bread and cheese, or potatoes, potatoes, potatoes later. Um, so they were, he had terrible cases of being bound and they were always getting people unbound. And so, um, he had that as a disease. Uh, You also could get sick from accidents, um, wounds, you know, poisoning. So, but then you had your supernatural diseases and they were very, very, oh, they were also big on worms. They thought worms caused everything just worms, 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 getting rid of the worms. And they were they had such unsanitary conditions in the city and farms, this was probably very true. So they probably all had worms. Uh, the average life span of a man in Shakespeare's England was 21 years old, a woman about 33, about a quarter of the women would die at childbirth, at least in the cities. So, so okay, supernatural illnesses, they took elves very seriously, <laughs> you had elf shot. Now, you really shouldn't laugh about this. They don't laugh about it in Iceland. You know, as you, you fly into Iceland, the speaker will come on and tell you, in all seriousness, not to insult the locals that at least 50% believe in fairies and elves. They take it very seriously. Now, my neighbor did not take this seriously, and I warned her not to cut the, uh, the hawthorn tree. We had a beautiful, most beautiful grandmother hawthorn at the top of our block. Get all dressed up in her beautiful white wedding dress every year, love that tree, and they were just determined to do something. So uh, they always, for ten years, parked two cars under that tree. Now the few harm a hawthorn, the fairies are known to take revenge. Same with apple trees and elders, and they will break a bone of the person who did it, or otherwise wreak havoc. And and the, the hawthorn also protects marriages. Well, so they were up there with two beautiful cars under the hawthorn tree. So they decide to cut the hawthorn tree in half and nearly kill it. Within two weeks, within one week, both cars were totaled by vehicles flying by under the tree. And within two weeks, the man who did it fell off a ladder and very badly broke his leg in two places. And he was older. So I know, wow. you, know you know, these old, These people didn't just come up with this stuff. They had lots and lots of centuries of empirical experience. And they did have all these EMF fields that might be chasing the fairies away. So they took, they, they had things in the villages to keep elf shot away. And so they took very seriously. They also took, as did the Bible in biblical times and all times until now, they took possession very seriously. The taking over of a human body by Either a discarnate human soul or a some sort of evilly intent entity, and these these can cause all kinds of strange disconnections and health issues, which are usually painfully obvious. Um, they believed in hexing, which personally does occur. The, it's very very popular to do. Uh, the number one best selling book at Powell's Books in the metaphysical section for years was the satanic bible so i have seen many people who have been suffering hexes and i've seen them instantly relieved of their problems once this is discovered so um, these things were known and now i would only encourage modern psychologists and doctors to think about why are you ignoring the spiritual being of a human being and we're not just physical. And if we aren't just physical, then half of us is being. And yes, there's plenty of evidence that there may very well be a spirit that survives death. Um, lots and lots of evidence of uh, that we can't pick one up and see it yet. So I always keep a tiny part of myself skeptical. But I've had enough personal experiences to you know, be a believer. <laughs> I always keep open, though, to... Uh, logic um but anyway so in the chart if you have the ascendant and this is you know when you're having there's there's are you born with a tendency for being hexed or possession or is it just happening now so um certain types of people cannot possibly be possessed because they're too strong in themselves you need to have a weak self and an open door to be open to possession like Neptune in the South and they're on the Ascendant, a Pisces, and Pluto's on the seventh house. Other people are much stronger. And eighth house and 12th house have a lot to do with being possessed, particularly the eighth. So, you know, if uh, you, you're very, very weak, then, you know, no, you shouldn't be playing around with seances and mediumship and stuff. You need a guard a person with Mars on the Ascendant and Taurus and Pluto on their Midheaven and they're a Scorpio, they're not going to get possessed unless they try real hard. (laughs) So so, um, now if you, you know, say a person has got Neptune in the South Node on their Ascendant and they're a Pisces in the Eighth House and all of a sudden they're acting real different or, you know, out of it, whatever. And you notice that Pluto... Is right on their Neptune and South Node, and maybe Saturn's over their Sun in the Eighth. You might suspect a supernatural interference because of who they are, and um, but it also could be something else. So you, you always have to ask a lot of questions. Which you know, when you go to a clinic now, you have fifteen minutes with the doctor. They don't even have time to begin asking. They won't even ask what kind of bed you're sleeping on if you're having pain. or What what are you drinking all day? Alcohol? You know, nobody asks. (laughs) I've seen this myself. Uh, So the, the, um, now hexing is a a subject I almost prefer not to talk about, but uh, eighth house ruler and the eighth house uh, coming to life-giving points. The person will look under attack. Mars, Pluto, North Node, are all hexers, um, certain signs are much more likely than others, and so there has to be motive. You have to have an enemy, there has to be motive. You don't need any motive for possession, uh, but you have to have a motive. Um, so these are some things, but you know, any connection between the first house and its ruler, and the eighth and 12th house and their rulers, uh, sixth house ruler health going into the 12th, Blagre felt the 12th house ruled hexing and supernatural. So he would look at the sixth house ruler and the first house ruler and what was going on with the 12th house and its rule. You kind of look at all these ties, but you look at a lot of things. And again, you look at, is the person under attack and are they attackable? You know, I know Scorpios who there's just no, you know, no entities are going to mess with them. They're the ones who do the exorcisms some people just are so tough like you know well, why would i mess with that guy I wouldn't you know they're gonna the bullies always pick on the sissy in the schoolyard you know the weak those sweet little weakling. so um if you want this kind of material read bloggrave you'll you'll have a field day you'll be sitting there with your mouth open at some of his cures he describes in detail how he cured a woman who had a uh, some entity bothering him. and he would what? Choose his times, he would choose the exact time to do it.
0: That's amazing. See, that's that's the kind of stuff you can do with astrology. It's like, (laughs) why do we forget all this? I mean, there you can, you know, we talked about why, but Mm (laughs) so
2: I want to say that the the, the system that they were using, although, yes, they were ignorant of many things, which we are today, also, right? Yes, they yes, they bled people too much sometimes, yes, they. You know, did they did some very bizarre cures that seem absolutely crazy today but they were able to do some things we do not do they did cure some cases of palsy and epilepsy and certain kinds of insanity that we do not cure today um so why not why did we bury it and but i was going to say that this system is very similar to tcm it's looking at energetic patterns in the body and but it's combining it with astrology and herbology. And so I was, I'm always uh, bemused that Western students are besought with Ayurveda and TCM and yet un, seem to be completely ignorant of the Western system, which was very, very similar and has all this ancient, ancient stuff going back to Mediterranean, Middle East and Europe and the British Isles. Uh, that's just you know, about elves and stuff all kinds of things. Just absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, and it's so exciting to like dip the feet in there and just, you know, feel the water. It's, <laughs> it's good.
1: Yeah. I think maybe, you know, a lot of the herb schools and a lot of herbalists today really do have a focus of trying to, you know, jive with the medical doctors or the MDs and they don't want to be made fun of for astrology. They don't want to feel demeaned because the doctors already demean their field. And so they just put that distance between them still, um, which is doing just a disservice to, you know, our students and our clients as herbalists. So.
2: Yeah. We have to just stop worrying about what they think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Worrying about what we think.
1: Yeah. Right. That's why we're one of the
0: reasons we're doing this podcast, you know, mm-hmm. like we're trying to bring, bring, because a lot of herbalists are interested in all these stuff. They're sensitive to, to these things. And it it's, it's just like, there's the psychic atmosphere is against it. The actual external objective a- a- atmosphere, as far as like people in power and doctors and everyone is telling you you're wrong, you know, but we, yeah, we have to do it ourselves, you know? <laughs>
2: there's there's a great movement that is with us now you know i'm I'm teaching this class on mental health and astrology and if someone were to say to me as an astrologer not a psychologist and that field has done a great deal to help mankind and it's developed its own methods and if somebody came to me and say how can you teach a class on mental health you're not a psychologist i would say how can you be a a psychologist without studying astrology It's (laughs) such. i mean young did young did and it, it 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 it's, it is such an amazing picture of all the inner inner workings and inner energies behind a human being. Um, so I don't let this bother me at all. I know what I'm not. You know, I'm not a psychologist. I do not have that licensing or training. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a doctor. But I am an herbalist and I am an astrologer. But I know how great these fields are. And I know what they're missing. So I yes. just do not bother me. But I can see if you, if you were in those trades, you'd be really worried because they can be uh, viciously attacked and, and, yeah. and cry that their licenses be removed and attacked in their board meetings and so forth. But I will tell you, I have a lot of doctors that come to me and want uh, a second opinion or want a reading yeah. and, or read my books. And this is, it's just, they're all being uh, bullied still. I believe this is still holding on after all of the evidence we now have.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: But one day, if I get some time, I would really, I've got some studies designed where we can prove that medical astrology works. And probably that vocational astrology. Well, vocational, it has been already proven statistically by the Gawkins that planets do govern certain careers. They proved it twice Uh, statistically. That has been done and done. They were replicated, everything. But I would love to, um, I have different designs that I think would show pretty readily in the right hands of, you know, expert medical astrologers. We could show that there really are, uh, that this works. Mm -hmm. I don't think it would be hard to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you seem to be able to design, you know, uh, experiments well. So. Mm -hmm
2: idea i've had and i'm just trying to think about how to do it would mm-hmm. to be get uh, 10 charts of people who uh died of a violent heart attack and who always had hypertension but did not have kidney disease ever so they have to be maybe older when this happens like at least and in a certain age group and then get people who died uh you know fairly young of know maybe by 40 of kidney disease who never had any heart problems or even any sign of heart problems or liver and and 10 charts of those and see if i could and and the time of death time of death and see if i could uh segregate the piles you know these are the 10 heart people these are the 10 liver people i don't see if i could do that because you know some systems are very joint and uh You know, I would think a very good, um, very trained, experienced medical astrologer, we'd have to decide what that was so that not just any astrologer can take this test. Um, I think they they would get at least
0: 80,
2: 90%. We'd have to pick two health problems that are not typically shown in the same chart. And see, from my experience, I know what those are. Kidney problems always show and heart attacks always show. Of the violent kind or dissected aneurysm a dissective a i'd like to get five charts of uh aortic aneurysms that dissected killed the person they'll be hard to get they're easy to see astrologically and the date it happened and combine those of uh equal number of people who lived a happy life and never had any heart problems you know and different type of person so um I'd really think, or people who have uh, uh, edema, really bad edema, versus people who are bone dry, atrophy. Compare these two, ty- these two types of charts. I think we could get some result there. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. it would have to be done very scientifically. You would have to have doctors signing up, you know, giving the diagnosis on each one, so it can't be challenged later. A, a notarized hypothesis the data would need to be sent to a third party who would open it in front of two witnesses who had PhDs. I've done this. You have to do this because everybody always challenges your results because it can't possibly be true because it's astrology.
1: Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then you have like the replication crisis in science right now (laughs) also, (laughs) but anyway, I I would like to go a little further on houses just quickly. So you usually use whole sign houses, for your when you when you use this. And then I, I, I've been studying Lily a little bit. And for instance, looking at like, I was just in Chris's class, just talking, looking at uh, fertility, and looking at when, when Lily says, like, uh, if you have a barren sign on the fifth house, but like he's using I, I don't know if he's using probably not plastic, one of those uh, did not the whole sign house. So you could have a chart where, for instance, in the whole sign houses, you have um, the six like uh, the fertile sign with Jupiter in the sixth house and like then air and like like a barren sign right before it in the fifth but um in the placidus or something you have like a the the opposite you know like you would you would in in, in, looking at it from one way it's fertile looking at it from another way it's barren. so how do you figure that out um
2: by using whole sign houses okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: so was Lily wrong
2: or No, what what I would say, you know, as a staunch Placidian for 20 years, what I would say is use any house system you want, but you must keep in mind there's a cycle that goes under everything, a cycle of 12. Arthur Young discovered the measure formula where every cycle of motion has 12 steps and they match astrology perfectly, like start is Aries. And where things pause, when the pendulum comes up half the wheel and looks back, that's Libra. So... We still have a cycle, so use any system you want, but any planet that is six signs away from the Ascendant, eight signs away from the Ascendant, or 12 signs away from the Ascendant will have some health weaknesses or health meanings. Um, It's a little harder for the Ascendant to reach over there. It can still have meaning in your Canopus, Marinus, Placidus, whatever you want to use houses. If it's six signs away, eight signs away, 12 signs away, on the cycle of the pendulum, cycle of motion, it's a little, uh, uh, can't be reached from the ascendant, always has a health meaning, just don't forget that. And that's what I tell everybody at the academy, because we have people who love Placidus. We have a lot of Canopus people, other, there's all kinds. We have people who do Jyotish, the the astrology of India. And uh, so you know, you can use Joe Tish, and, and you're going to have some different signs coming in, but uh, uh, you know, that's how I look at it to answer your question. So you're fine with your house system.
0: Okay. I, so I guess that also leads us into like fertility, because that seems to be a big, big part of your practice it has been fertility. And it seems like you can get really fantastic results. Um, so how do you do it? And like, if, for instance, looking at your, a person's chart and they look to be barren, uh, can you remediate that? Can you make it happen? And how?
2: <laughs> barrenness and there's timing. So my approach is if you look at the chart and, and so you have different situations, you have a woman, you have to take a real intake. You have a woman who's had children before, but now can't seem to get pregnant. The first thing I look at is if she is with a man, Maybe she's not, but if she's with a man, I check and see if they have a chemical harmony. Maybe they don't. You've seen this all the time. The woman goes off and has an affair and gets pregnant like that. (laughs) And she's been with a husband trying for a baby for 10 years with that. And and nothing's wrong with with his sperm. So I check that out. And then I look, is she going through something temporary or permanent? Was she born with a problem with fertility or is this temporary? It might just be Saturn's over her moon right now, and okay. then we wait. If it's a, tempor- a permanent problem she's had, like maybe she's had five miscarriages, that will be shown in the chart. Um, well, there's a story I can tell you. Michael Bryan tested me recently. Do you know Michael Bryan? Yeah. He has his own podcast, and he's he's really big on uh, horror. Anyway, well, he's, he's my private student, right? And um, my only one, so I'm not, I can't take any more right now, but private, private students. So the, the, um, he just started giving me charts and saying, you know, what, what do you think's wrong? I got this one chart and the entire chart was out, it was about longing for children and problem having. And and he says, oh, well, that's her problem. She just can't get pregnant and she's very eaten up by this. So in that case, you have your herbs, you have your, 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 um, chamomileum you, you know, you've got your your false unicorn root uh which is supposed to even get weak females they said don't use it in the case of weak females because they will get pregnant poke root is supposed to uh, at least wolf was talking about you know daily doses of poke root seem to get people pregnant <laughs> hmm. wow it have an effect on the pituitary um there's many many herbs that you have to figure out what's wrong are they, you know, what, then you look at what is wrong. What would match with this type of infertility? Or should they just wait? Uh, what's going on with their nutrition? You know, Very, very skinny, skinny anorexic women or women who are running five hours a day for the Olympics. They have a hard time getting pregnant. And one thing people don't know, but they used to. Um, my old research partner was a flight attendant, Jacqueline. In the old days, They knew that flying would cause a miscarriage, at least in the first part of the pregnancy. So the uh, stewardesses, if they got, they were called stewardesses in those days, if they got pregnant, they would stop flying. So I warned a client about this. She just got pregnant, but she didn't listen, went up in the air, came down, had a miscarriage. So you have to inquire what's going on with the miscarriages. Are Are they just flying all the time? Is it something they're eating? Is it their environment? Is it the EMF fields in the house? You do a lot of inquiry, and then, now, now say everything looks not that bad. And next Monday, oh, my favorite story. Um, my favorite story. I had a woman come in this years ago, and she had been trying with her husband for seven years to have a baby. Beautiful woman what was wrong with this guy <laughs> beautiful woman she could get pregnant and so she came in i, I looked at the chart and it ordered a girl really bad and it showed that that very night at exactly seven o'clock she'd be very very fertile so i said you got to drag that guy off the computer which he was always wrong at seven o'clock and that's your moment and of course conception will be a little bit later but she did she got instantly pregnant and had a most beautiful little girl <laughs> oh we also use uh gems i i te- i actually teach at the academy the Jotish system of gem remedies which is also written up in the book the uh, astrology astrology and your vital force where i look at all the writers i could find and see if their systems matched and there's little differences you know i gotta put on the herbs what carrot but generally some sames and enough sames to be useful so we teach this system and certain you give you give the herbs you give the gems you give the date uh, i've helped people choose donors very effectively um, and also uh of, of um, insemination for couples who are doing this insemination way and had fantastic success, because insemination is very expensive. <laughs> so you get the exact moment. Now this takes real skill. You can't just go out and do that. You have to have real experience as what we call an electional strong. So, so uh, I'm not, I don't need any work right now, folks. I have way too much work. I'm just telling you what you can do with this. And I'm now teaching the system. But yeah. uh, one of my favorite stories, if you like stories, mm-hmm. uh, is a woman gave me 15 donors. She had all their birth dates. And she didn't tell me anything else. She said, I want you to pick the one that's going to get me pregnant. And so I, I checked all their charts against hers. And she had one that had a Venus on her Mars and Mars on her Venus and Lottie D, Lottie da And I said, This one. And she says, That one, he's already gotten me pregnant three times. But I, that was the one she's been using. But I keep miscarrying, but that wasn't his problem so she was blaming it on him no 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 it was her so we worked to you know figure out that situation but isn't that funny so i love these stories because you see them you know astrologers see this every single day Mm -hmm. i'm not unique uh but i like to i like to uh let people know how much astrology works you know there was a clinic There was a clinic operated for 11 years under a doctor, under Dr. Jonas in Czechoslovakia. There's a whole book on this called Astrological Birth Control. And all they did was help women uh, conceive using astrology. They had an 80% success rate, 80% success rate getting the gender that was desired. And that's not hard to do. I'm going to actually teach this at Norwalk this year. It'll be live NORWAC. Unless it gets, you know, turns into a Zoom because of, of COVID, and then um, I'll also be teaching it much later at, at my academy. But if you're going to Norwalk, you can see that lecture.
0: Cool. Yeah. So th- those are those are some of the places to well to learn how to do this would be to take your your academy courses.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. There, there. Um, we'll have a we'll have the full electional course on there by probably June. Or June. Cool. We're working on it now. The
0: full election course so speaking of uh you know stuff like covid um when you're a planet is transiting through a sign that everybody who you know everyone has that sign in their body you know so it's going to be affecting everybody so for instance mars this year is clipping through the signs and then it's gonna hit gemini it's gonna be in gemini for like six months or more right in august <laughs> So then go retrograde and everything. So um, it, does that mean like lung problems or like what would how, Yeah.
2: <laughs> we have mass, we have collective health. So this is, you know, practitioners, I go, I actually have a little collective health tips in that tiny green book. Um, the uh, When Mars is in any sign, it'll tend to produce a little more inflammation or irritation as it goes to that sign, And as you have noticed, Uh, you know, Mars usually spends about two and a half months in the sign, but it's going to be a good six months or more in Gemini. This is Gemini rules, the bronchial tubes, the upper lungs, and it also rules capillaries. Now, uh, it's hot and it's dry. This could mean fire damage to some people. If we have more fires again, you know, third year in a row or fourth, it could mean, um, a lot of things. It could mean they're going to, uh, many more asthmatic children for some reason. Now, if it's yet another respiratory bug, it would be, if it is, I'm not saying it will be, but if it is, it would be inordinately serious because we're having an attack on the upper lungs. And uh, so you would want the cooling, moistening uh, uh, pectoral herbs and bronchial herbs, cooling, moistening too, unless the person's super cold. And people who are smoking, this is not a great time to be smoking, it's more agitating. Um, smoking anything, hot, dry, with a hot, dry astral wave. We can't see the cosmic rays, therefore we tend not to believe it. But those who watch them will feel them. You know, the day Mars is over your Mercury, you feel that. Usually a nerve gets a little twitchy or you get a little Pain or nervous, or you can't sleep, and and you know the that's why I, I catalog these in medical astrology in action because you feel them. You know some are very noticeable. If you start watching the moon go round every month, you'll notice the same the same days you'll have trouble sleeping, the same days your knee will hurt. It's just amazing. It's pulling um, magnetic current and fluid a little bit more to those body zones. We don't know how much more. We haven't found a way to test this, but you can watch it. You all have friends. They, about once a month, they're complaining of, of being nausea and they're drinkers. And it's, it's always the Virgo moon. <laughs> you know, it's liver. You know, liver getting excited. So, um, yeah. So, so yeah, that's a very good question. I'm, I'm concerned about that Mars in Gemini. Uh, some people it won't bother. If you have bronchial upper lung problems, and our hand, arm, finger, and our finger, ner- also nervous conditions. Um, it rolls the peripheral sensory nerves. If you have Gemini issues, it will ex- tend to excite them. But knowing this, you can offset it with the right remedies that are balanced. Uh, like I wouldn't I went, uh, drink a lot of coffee at that time, because the nerve caffeine jacks up the nerves you see
1: uh, so it's a good time to quit smoking and quit drinking coffee if you haven't done that already
2: Yeah, well, you won't need the coffee <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, you're gonna be fired up yeah or switch to yerba mate but you want to uh if it's it, it can you know it's easy to bring more cooling moistening to this region with the right herbal knowledge Mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah. Seems like that's a really a really good part about medical astrology studying it is being able to prepare for those sorts of things. You know, you can see what's what's coming down the pipe.
2: You really can and you can offset or even prevent things that tend to be, you know, coming or repetitive. I've seen that many times. Definitely.
1: As you were speaking, I was thinking about like how to mitigate that, and I I had a uh, thought of like herbal steams, and that's very like moistening, but it's also hot.
2: Well, if you do a steam with Coltsfoot or Mullen, something yeah. that, uh, that has a, it will be hot, but it's still moist. Yeah, This is really the big one you are going to want because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Gemini will be drying and irritable mm-hmm. and very irritating. Um, yeah, so you have just just every herbalist has to think. How to you handle that? always something a little different. Some tinctures will help. Mm-hmm. Just help moisten this area. Um, yeah. You might need a uh, plurzy root or something. Yeah. So
0: Mars is in Gemini. That affects those parts of the body, but also Mars is in an air sign. So does that make it drier? Or is this, is a difference between Mars and Gemini than Mars in like Pisces? Like, mm.
2: Yeah, Mars and Gemini... That combination produces irritation of nerves. Mercury hates Mars, and it's in Mercury's sign. It's attacking. It's stimulating and agitating. And so, you know, oils are protective to herbs. Oil rubs, eating more oil. It also is drying, primarily. Gemini is not that hot as an individual sign. It sort of runs between warm and cool. It bounces around a lot. It's very you'll get neural like bouncing neurological pains. Um, if somebody out there is is fascinated with playing with knives, you have to watch them because Mars and Gemini likes knives. <laughs> you know, and or ping pong, you know, it speeds up the hands, speeds up the yeah. hands.
0: Also could be like, you know, verbal uh, wars. <laughs> right
2: i'm probably going to see a huge amount of uh verbal uh you know vitriol on on you know and, and stuff without much foundation just out of nowhere all over the web um you know
0: not that much different than you know normal time
2: <laughs> it's probably going to get much worse for that period of time or uh you know mars and gemini is also famous for crime you know we're having just terrific crime ratcheting up everywhere not mm-hmm. everywhere but some places. California. California, <laughs> Oregon, Washington. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately.
1: Are there any other um, kind of trans transits that are affecting the collective that are coming up that you're kind of aware of, just like that, that Mars and Gemini?
2: Well, there always are. And and so you always look at Saturn and where is it, where it is, and you always look at the transiting eclipses, uh, particularly the south node. Mm. So the south node is now beginning to go through Scorpio. So our south node eclipses are gonna be going through Scorpio. So we'll just talk about one of them. So this would could indicate a greater tendency for um, issues with the colon, with bladder, uterus, nose, the excretions. Now here's where it's funny, south node excretes. So you could see diarrhea, more miscarriages, uh, you know, um, the whole thing with women having unsafe or illegal abortions is going to start. A lot of deaths, a lot of sepsis. Women aren't going to stop. You know, I noticed in all these discussions on that subject, there's never one ounce of discussion on compassion for the woman. Yeah, first unbelievable. Forced to carry her rapist baby. This is a psychological it's worse than horrible yeah horrible for that woman but anyway there's no concern for the female at all only for the baby interesting thought um just something i noticed just something i noticed for anybody on either side of the issue no compassion for the woman at all she's just being portrayed as a murderer but anyway and um the word isn't comparable the but anyway we're going to have a lot more sexual gender stuff we're going to have um that's probably where I. what I do is I match the aspect of what's going on. Oh, we're gonna shut off abortion. What's gonna happen? South node, Scorpio, lots of problems, lots of illegal, lots of people messing around, not knowing what they're doing. Um, okay. Then so we have excreting, we have too much excretions or it could mean weakening. South node weakens, but it's also is excreting and Scorpio rules excretion. So it can go either way, it can be, uh, Lower excretions because they've gotten weak, and so you want to be watching all your outlets. You know, are your clients sweating enough? Are they excreting too much or too little? And this this will be a particularly apparent when we have eclipses around it, like we had one in November, but one coming in May. Um, North node going now into Taurus, so this is brings a lot of energy to the neck. The mouth, the ears, the gullet, the throat. Um, No sooner did this pop in than a very dear friend died of tongue cancer. Um, Will we see a huge increase? North node tends to produce cancers. South node can, north node is more likely. Are we going to see an increase in throat, tongue, esophageal Mm. cancers? Are we going to see an increase in deafness or mucus buildup in the ears in children? Um, This is also you know, dental, or will it be strengthening to these regions? You know, Will they, will they, will they find a device that, that helps people hear that's better? Or, you know, will they have new ways of uh, dealing with dentistry coming in? But there's an emphasis on these two regions. And one where energy is coming in, one where energy is going out. So, you know, people are having, uh, say, buildups of plaque in their, their carotid artery or their jugular vein. You need to get more concerned about that because the north node builds up and it's in the Taurus zone. It'll just potentize it. Now, these aspect, you know, how much do, does astrology potentize something? Sometimes a great deal, sometimes a little bit. But if you have, you know, 1% more plaque building up every day, <laughs> that can be a big deal by the end of the eclipse season, which lasts a year and a half. So you, you get on that, you start. You know, really thinking about these things. And you can see in the chart if there's a propensity. And also you, you combine that with the symptoms. So it's it's uh it's once you catch on, it it's just like learning to drive. Remember how hard it was to learn to drive? And you can't remember. Mo-
1: yeah, it was mostly hard on my parents, I think. <laughs> I was so rude. Don't tell me what to do.
2: <laughs> I remember it being so hard, and now now you drive without even thinking. Once you learn, uh, you practice this medical astrology, it's without even thinking. Your mind has things stored. Oh, you know what that aspect means. You also get psychic inspiration, which can come in like a dart, and you don't even know it's that. You think you're looking at the chart and getting it. But, you know, these things, these things uh, are often very useful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it seems like whatever you put your effort and time into and you build the muscle memory for, that's where the intuition comes You know, so if you, yeah. And that's the other thing, like, it seems like medical astrology, you have to know astrology, but you also have to know medicine. You have to know the body and the diseases and how everything works. And you have to be practicing because like, that's what it all comes down to is like repeated practice and experience. Because you say it like takes 20 years to really get to be a proficient astrologer.
2: Yeah. I study medicine all the time. I'm studying chemistry, herbal, herbal chemistry right now. I, in my spare time, I study uh, anatomy and diseases. I'm, I'm way behind any medical doctor. Uh, but, you know, I always say with the Merck manual and medical astrology, you're already well ahead of any Renaissance doctor. And uh, if you have medical training, you are just really set because you've really known your stuff. And I wish I was a doctor. I mean, that I'd had that full training. But I'm sitting like mad. I I listen to everything. I read everything I can. But I'm a student. And my expertise is with how the cosmic rays interact with the human being on all levels and with the body. It's my area of expertise, just like a dentist knows teeth. But as you said, I need to know as much as I can about etiology and the body. And I never, never stop learning. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) I get a case. I research that case often for many hours. I research everything about that body because you know that medical astrology doesn't have everything. Even our medical, they did not know what the specific uh, every little thing in the blood was ruled by. They did not know what parts, what planets rule what distinct parts of the brain. They're still being figured out by medical. Astrology. We have a rather um, crude template, but it works tolerably well if you know the symptoms and you know your herbs and you know this. But we still have a lot, just like medicine doesn't know. The medicine's ignoring all the stuff we know the hidden currents, the spirit body, reincarnation theory. Um, medicine's ignoring all of this ancient past, and astrology, medical astrology, is trying to catch up. With what we know about the body, it's it's an equal problem, and uh, but you know nothing uh, nothing research can't solve. You know I, we have we have a data oh we have a data request button on the Academy for Astrological Medicine, so you can go in. You don't have to be a member, and request data. And I requested I I wanting to decide what rules the spleen because some some books have said Virgo, some say Cancer. So I asked for spleen, splenomegaly charts. I also have spleen rupture charts. And uh, I got some, got three, just like that. I needed a case of profound autism, just like that. Somebody had 60 of them, Uh, all collected. There are other data banks, but here you can uh, discuss. It's also, you can discuss with people and you can request something no one has. And uh, so it's a lot of fun. So I'm still uh, defining some of the undefined parts of the body astrologically
0: yeah and there's there's only so much time and energy that any one person has
2: <laughs> yeah life life is ticking by uh, i always okay. say branches now i better hurry
0: <laughs> so yeah we are also starting to run out of time here um i would if we can talk a little bit about the vital force just briefly um i think that would be really cool because you have this book um
1: astrology and your vital
2: force
0: yeah and i just i think it's really interesting um and well i've, I've got sun and cancer so oh, yeah, yeah i've got low vital. <laughs> you know i've got to be conservative with it and that's something that it's important to know and how yeah. to you know help
1: with yeah, that so what is vital force and how what is
2: that's the wild crazy book that was never edited <laughs> it's just crazy i did have wrote it printed it it's just it's it's definitely a wild crazy book <laughs> and uh uh, it's like a manuscript right off my desk. But um, the vital force is the life force that we get when we take our first breath and we are born. It's apparently attached to the, comes from the sun. According to William Gray, we get a, a sort of a, our own little private imprint ray beam. And it, it's the vital force that runs everything. It's life. And so we all have a different type. And quantity and quality. And if you have in different, the different 12 signs each have a different kind of vital force. The sun in your chart shows this. The moon shows the rate and the flow, quality of flow of the vital force. Is it jerking around the body? Is it flowing smoothly? Is it going too fast? Is it meandering like a Pisces moon? You know, the ascendant sign is the, the court? this is all, this is uh, from uh, William Davidson. Uh, the, he says it's the uh, resistance of the wire, the body, the vital force is all running through. So we have like electricity. Now, if you have a, you know, the sign cancer is known to have a bit of a weaker vital force at birth or cancer rising. And uh, probably even more than cancer. And, but this can be, well, if you have that, you can pull more into you. So the thing about the vital force is you could add to it from the universe. You could end up with a great deal of vital force, uh, Isaac. Um, we also dribble it away. And some people, a lot of vital force, they're usually busy wasting it. They're the ones who are you know, having a wonderful time, boozing, playing around with people, uh, Parting all night, not sleeping, because they have a huge amount of vital force. And then they invariably die earlier than the little Pisces in Cancer who was born with very low but cherished it. Totally the tortoise in the hare. So the Cancer type, the Pisces type, they do well, they're different, but they do well to eat foods that bring in more vital force. There are some that Emoto, the famous Japanese scientist, actually measured. And he found that um, certain foods like... Um, uh, nuts and seeds, especially almonds and walnuts, um, citrus fruits and beets, all have very high vital force on his little Geiger counter. Um, Edgar Casey recommended a mixture of uh, black figs and black dates, uh, cooked up with a little um, corn, uh, cornmeal and milk for some reason. I find just putting the dates and figs of any color in your mouth, a lot of them and eating them will raise your vital force in a few days, quite a bit. There's a lot you can do. Um, figuring out what drains it, figuring out what drains it. Like cancers don't do well with a lot of really bright, heavy sunlight. Uh, they usually are happier in the shade or happier up at night when it's When I worked on the telephone lines, everybody at the midnight shift were all cancers. Wow. And everybody on the day lines were Gemini's. I mean, we're talking like ninety. It was amazing difference. Wow. Yeah. So, so um, figure out. You know, cancers get their vital force from water. So, you know, but be very. They say that cancers and Pisces should be very careful with long soaks in hot tubs because it attenuates them. Starts to drain because their pores are porous. So you want to be a little careful to always add. You know, get cooled off. Don't get, don't sit in there to your nauseous, um, you know, so the but you get your vital force from water. So drinking lots of the right kind of water for water signs, every sign, according to William Gray, great book called Know Your Magnetic Field by William Gray, all about this, um, or the book on his biography, Born to Heal, even a better book by uh, Ruth Montgomery about this amazing healer. Wow. He all the time in his work. So the um, uh, you know Earth signs get their vital force from Earth, Air signs from fresh air. I've noticed Aquarians always like to sleep with their windows open. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, she's she's got Cancer rising in Capricorn Sun, so we kind of balance out that way. But so
2: (laughs) that's a perfect partnership.
0: <laughs> yeah but and then so making those those sun waters they talk about in your book or the moon waters even would be especially good for cancers and pisces and well scorpios don't need it but
2: <laughs> the problem with making these waters they work really well but if you make them right and if you store them correctly so i've never quite figured out the method of storing them i thought even dipping one thing one could do is um because there's a, you know, how to imprint something. You could also dip an amulet in the water while it's out there on your birthday or out there trying you and then wear that. And I don't know how long sun water actually keeps. Does it, and you have to cover it. So does it take other imprints? Does it keep one six months or does it keep a whole year or a quarter? I know it should work at least a quarter. It'll be very strong. And it's nice to have in, it works very well in an extremity such as you're getting really, really ill and you're, getting very weak you get that on on all your or all your chakras and if you have tinctured it with a little alcohol drink it and you'll find just wait you'll find your vital force suddenly it goes up a little within a few hours if not immediately mm. cool. you know, no. um, i'm sure that the method could be perfected uh in that book i had to think it out because no one was doing it the um moon waters are more traditional and but they aren't doing the same thing. They're not mm-hmm. jacking up the vital force like this. Maybe a little bit. Um, they're doing other things. They're, they're getting planetary influences and stuff. So um, they used to get moon dew, the old, the old ancient people in the British Isles. They put out sheepskins and gather moon dew or you gather it on certain in certain hollows of trees or stones. You know, on certain mm-hmm. moons. We're yeah. alchamellia yeah ladies oh yeah so, but then you'll get the influence of that herb or tree right right, mm-hmm. it right. Is just a great astrological dude uh, yeah. That way. but yeah you can now you, you can waste waste and blow out your vital force or you can make it much stronger and resilient you just have to know your type mm-hmm. know your and where it's stored so cancer people store their vital force in the breasts and the stomach. And so these are areas that are either gonna be very strong or very weak. You know, you'll know, but they're, you you cherish them and you, you know, good food, good comfort food for cancers is really, really important.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I would say so. That
2: checks. Opposite type, you know, very different, but you have cancer rising, so you've got both. That's interesting. Those are always tough for me when people, are born with their opposite sign rising you know how do, how do you work with that you know? yeah the whole, pole, the whole pole there's the nutritive pole you know capricorn's building bones and can- cancers the the water and make sure the um, also cancer is also the thoracic duct keeping that you know clear very important for a cancerian very moon moon related and cancers respond more to the moon you might do better with moon water you know they do respond more to the moon than the sun as a rule mm-hmm. and you have that that look of a cancer so I, I guess, yeah.
1: <laughs> the moony that mooniness yeah yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. yeah she's uh, <laughs> another thing well we don't have to talk about that she's got mars and aries too on the midheaven so she's got, people think she's a redhead sometimes. She's not quite, but.
2: Yeah. I am too, I'm not, you know, one should show the one last book uh, that I wanted to show, I have a couple other books, but um, this one, the astrological body types. Mm. This one's in, 30 years old, very in about six months. And it has all the element types, the planet types, and all 12 sun types with over a hundred drawings that I did. And, you know, just sort of things you look for that, Signs tend to produce certain things. And it's probably because the human being has 12 months of possible conception and the baby's being prepared for birth nine months later. Mm. So this baby being prepared to be, in, to be born in the middle of May, oh my God, they're just going to... Great appetite. Everything's for them. Very different than if you're going to be born in the middle of winter where there's no food in the Northern Hemisphere. Mm. So you have d- these very different... Um, body types that that and you know how does this work with genetics there's a lot of different thoughts on that but we do have epigenes and they know that epigenes are influenced by many mysterious factors and there's a book just came out and I honestly cannot remember the name of it but I think it's by Lipton or Liston and it it has the secret to how astrology might work to influence the epigenes in that book he doesn't know he wrote that up because he's talking about epigenes and mysterious influences it's like oh well that's how you know that's why i like i shouldn't look this way i I, i'm there's no way my two parents should have produced a a very fair uh individual who's tall Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh they had maybe one chance in 10 of doing so and wow. The chart looks like this. So, you know, how does this keep happening? And so your chart does have something to do with what you look like, mm-hmm. if not a great deal, but we don't really know the, the reason. It's very strange.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's like a I, every time I read, I'm reading your books, it's just like there's 10 more books I've got to get. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and
1: we then definitely read. need all of your books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Fun. I think it's still available on Sun Signs. Matthew Wood and I just finished a really world class uh, twelve um we do the twelve medical sun signs. I would take the first hour, discuss every possible physical thing known about the sun signs and their head, and then he would take the second hour and do herbs and so it is the most it's the medical sun sign and herbs and we just finished it and it's available at the Matthew wood Institute still and um they're going to be putting it on the Academy as well soon, but it's, it's still there and you can still get it.
1: Awesome.
2: Cool. Very cool.
0: Well, this has been a fantastic. I feel like two hours have just flown by yeah.
2: like nothing. Oh, it's been fun. And, and it's just, it's just so nice to be in, in company of people who aren't throwing tomatoes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not on this podcast.
2: <laughs> like minds like that, that, uh, that, uh, you know, we, we, appreciate these things and how good, how useful they are. It has mm-hmm. been. it to have this plant cutting podcast. I mean, that is fantastic. Thank you. Well,
0: it's been a lot of fun so far. We got to talk to interesting people like you, mm-hmm. you know, every week pretty much. Mm-hmm. And like, we wouldn't have had, you know, wouldn't have the chance to do that otherwise. Yeah. And then everyone else gets to listen too, yeah. if they want to mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so when you air it. And I, uh, and I know you had, you had Matthew on recently, which will be mm-hmm. a lot,
0: yeah yeah we talked about the extracellular matrix which was just like also very mind-blowing yeah. reading that book and like seeing how it all fits together
2: and affirming
0: too yeah
1: <clears throat> kind of affirms
2: you know, the extracellular matrix must be a way astrology is working as well yeah because uh, you know there was a uh burl Payne said that we're made out of mostly hydrogen atoms and that the hydrogen the um The uh, proton in the hydrogen atom is free to wiggle around in any direction, and he thought that astrology influenced us through the water in our body, in the air. You know how the planets influenced through vibration. I thought, you know, this. I wrote a little section in the Vital Force book about it. His work, Burl Payne, a PhD, and uh, he was a physicist. I knew a fantastic man just died, but he was one of these scientists who was really studying astrological sorts of effects on the planet. Very cool. Thank you. We're probably over-talking, but thank you, AC. Yeah. And thank you.
1: And um, remind everybody again, where to find your work on online. Your-
2: JudithHillAstrology.com. JudithHillAstrology.com. And you'll have, the, if you want to go to the Academy, there's a button right in the corner. We'll take you right there. Or you can see my books, bio- but yeah, that's the easiest way to get to the academy. And uh, yes. excellent. Thank you for everything. And it uh, really fun. Yeah, thank you so much.